Johnny, in an endless number of universes, one thing I know to be consistent is the handlebar. Would you tell people that don't know what the handlebar even is? Okay. Well, it's a fantastic beer bar with a killer happy hour. Best in all the multiverses from 2 to 6 p.m. Every single day you're going to get money off draft beers, half off bottles of wine. As always, full access to their delicious food menu and a glorious patio. Once again, that is the handlebar. They're right here in Chico on the south end of town, 2070 East 20th Street. Go check them out. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema. This is a craft beer movie podcast based in Chico, California, and I am Max Minardi. Johnny Summers here reporting for duty at your service. Welcome back to the show this week on said show, our review of the latest multiverse movie. And no, it doesn't come from the massive Marvel machine. It's a film directed by directing duo Daniels, starring Michelle Yeoh, Ki Hui Kwan, and Stephanie Su, called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Beers this week are going to be coming at us from Short Throw Brewing, which is a far throw. They come all the way from North Haven, Connecticut. First beer is Mumble Sauce, a triple IPA with Strata, Mosaic, and Galaxy Hops. And the second beer is called Who Got the Props? It's an imperial stout oozing in at a 12.6% ABV. That's right. If you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, we hope you're having a fantastic Thursday evening. If you haven't yet, please consider making a pledge to help support the mighty Zephyr at KZFR.org. We are in the midst of our spring pledge drive and every little bit helps. Unfortunately, you won't be hearing our episode today in its entirety. You're only going to get the first beer review and the spoiler-free portion of our discussion of everything everywhere. But if you want to hear the full conversation, which includes spoilers for Everything Everywhere All at Once, a review of that second beer and Hot and Bothered, where on this earth could they go? They could head over to Spotify. They could head to SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc. Or just go to our website. Uh, we have new episodes we drop every Friday morning at 7 a.m. And if you do like our show, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and or a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know that you did. For all of your social media needs, you can find the show on Instagram for photos, Letterboxd for film reviews, Untapped for beer reviews. We are at Fresh Hop Cinema. Or like I said, check out our website, freshhopcinema.com for all of that in one convenient location. And if you'd like to give us some of your hard-earned money in compensation for delightful entertainment, Good times and maybe a hug here or there. You should check out patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. It is how you, our faithful listener, keep this show going. It's how we buy beer and equipment and basically just, yeah, all that fun stuff. We do events. We do bonus episodes where we talk about beer, our lives, movies, actors, directors, filmmaking, all of the above, sometimes none of the above. We also do bar hangs, maybe some bottle shares. It's going into summer. There could be some backyard barbecues mm. happening. We go to the movies with people. It's it's a wild time. If you are enjoying our show, you like what we're about, you should get involved. It's a lot of fun. It's a really cool community. You guys get first run at new merch, all kinds of stuff like that. So consider joining Patreon. Once again, that is patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema. Yeah, actually a couple Patreon um, shout outs in order. Number one, we have a new bonus episode coming out. Um, some, well, sometime after this drops, I sat down and had a fantastic conversation with friend of the show and patron Jared Schmidt. We talked about one of his favorite movies, Airplane. It was a, I haven't actually edited it yet, but it was going to be like a, you know, an hour and a half conversation. We talked about mostly Airplane, but there were some fun tangents. Nice. Um, also a couple birthdays this week. So shout out to Brandon Duran. Um, 
This will drop after your birthday, but please know, sir, we didn't forget. We are recording this the day before your birthday, so we have remembered you. We appreciate you. And the same goes for Brian Canabrocki, owner, uh, operator, proprietor of The Handlebar, a longtime uh, supporter of the show and a place that we both love. So happy birthday. You guys share a birthday, by the way. Uh, so maybe grab a beer together, and if any of you are not Brian or Brandon, maybe buy them a beer. I think that's uh, the way to go in situations like this. I agree. If you want us, again, to go on ramblings about you when your birthday comes around, that's patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. Johnny Summers, with all the housekeeping out of the way, let's get into beers. You picked them out this week, and uh, beat my memory to it, because you're telling me this isn't the first time we've done Short Third Brewing on the show. Is that right? That is correct. The first time we did them was actually in July of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic. Dark we were, ages, re- man. Those re- dark days. We were recording remotely. I drank my beer in my cave. You drank it in yours, and... Uh, you really liked it. We did a beer called Mutual Respect on that episode that featured the movie. Where did it go? Was it Relic? Or no, Palm it Springs? was uh, Palm Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie also. Love it. Uh, so we did a beer called Mutual Respect. Like I said, it was an Imperial IPA, 8.2%. Max gave it a 9.5. <laughs> That's a high rating, man. I don't know if you just needed a beer that day or what, yeah. but I'm super stoked that you liked this brewery. I gave it a 7.2, and that's a pretty high rating for me as well. So I bet you it was an East Coast IPA too. I don't know. It just says Imperial IPA, so it was probably a Westie. You think so? I'd guess. Yeah, maybe. Uh, 9.5, though. That was great. When you told me that we were doing this brewery on the show today, I hadn't quite remembered that we'd done them before. So I was going in like, well, maybe it'll be good. Maybe not. Um, so it's really, really comforting to know that I've got this little catalog of, of approval in my brain. Um, Johnny Summers, mutual respect. You said that was an 8.2%, so a pretty strong beer. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming what we're drinking today is weaker than that. It's got to be. Incorrect, sir. We can only go up. <laughs> we don't go backwards. We're like sharks at this podcast. We only go forward. Sure. So we're doing Mumble Sauce. It is a triple IPA that is, uh, it's a meager 10%. Man. Okay. Uh, from their website, this is our deceptively smooth triple IPA brewed with Galaxy, Mosaic, and Strata Hops. Dry hopped with the same varietals. Notes of peaches, citrus, mango, pineapple, and subtle hints of strawberry. Crushable for its ABV. Consider yourself warned. Johnny, you've taken a sip. You've given sort of a, a mouth shrug of potential approval. Is that what I'm reading? That I'm was reading a, right. If my face could make a noise, it would say, hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's very, very hazy. It looks dense. Looking yeah, at sure. this, it looks like it should be edible with a spoon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very what would you call that darkish yellow? Yeah, maybe like a maybe like a burnt, not burnt orange, but like a yeah, like a very um dark opaque orange um mine's not got a whole lot of head left it's got some lacing around the sides we're both drinking this out of um officially whiskey glasses but they function pretty well as tulip glasses for beer i think yeah it's like a stemless tulip for sure um so as long as you're not holding it for too long i think it'll serve our purposes pretty well i just tasted mine also very robust very much an east coast uh, inspired ipa yeah but super super not sweet yeah a lot of bitterness too which i'm I'm stoked for because i think that there's my favorite kind of balance in a in a in a triple IPA, which isn't a super popular style, um, certainly not if you're only counting ones that are done really well. But I think one of the key points and one that is done well for me is not an insane leaning either way, bitter or sweet. And if you can find a balance and strike a decent balance between those two qualities, I think you're on the right track, at least for my mouth. Yeah, this beer's pithy and aggressive, but it's not so bitter that it dries your mouth out. I mean, that's yeah. the one thing about super bitter and pithy, rindy type beers is they they do have a tendency to leave you dry and just that bitterness takes over your whole palate and you are just not, it's not the most desirable outcome. No. But I think this one is pretty decently balanced in that it does have somewhat sweet notes. It has a little tiny bit of juice, 
but not in a in a very sugary way at all. It's a very like natural orange juice type feeling. I get a lot of that on the nose. If mm-hmm. you take a big whiff of that, it's very much uh, reminiscent of of orange juice pulp. If you ever see it, Jamba Juice when they run their oranges through the machine, that musty pulpiness that comes out is yeah. for sure what's on the nose for me. It's very bright. It's not at all sort of muted like some of that can be. And and then yeah, the the flavor comes in with a bit more bitterness than I expected from mm-hmm. the nose. But I'm I'm digging it. I also want to shout out, and if you want, you can talk about the can too. But I think we said this last time because I know not a ton of breweries do this. Um, on the bottom left of the can here, or the, of the label, they give a shout out to the person who designed it, which I think is always a nice move. Absolutely. Uh, and in this case, the can was designed by at Ryan writes on things. I assume that's an Instagram handle. Do you want to shout out the can at all? I'm sure it caught your eye. Oh yeah. I mean, these always do. And I kind of try to always pair the brewery if possible, at least in theme or aesthetics with the movie we're doing. And these cans are very psychedelic, very all over the place. Su- May I? Yeah. It's it's as if because it's multicolored, yes. Mm-hmm. And in 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 the lines here, there's two, you can see mumble sauce kind of in the in the fringes and buried in there. It's almost as if all of the different colors came from different universes to form this one can. Everywhere. So yeah, it's a bit of a reach, but yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, super eye grabby. I didn't actually see that it was written. the The name of the beer was written in the can until you pointed it out to me. And I was like, oh yeah, there it is. It's hidden. It's like abstract art camouflage. Yeah, it's, it's like being able to finally read the code in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Wait. What? You know, when like Neo finally. Oh, I thought like, like you were talking about you. No, 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 no. <laughs> like the uh, green letters, you can read that? Yeah, yeah, totally, man. It's easy. No, you take a class and no. Um, but that moment where Neo's like, I, I, you know, I know, I know Kung, Kung Fu. Fu. Except he's like reading the Matrix. Yeah. That's how it feels when I uh, got to read this can. Yeah. This beer reminds me of if you took a whole orange mm-hmm. and you shoved it into a juicer with Rind the, and everything. Everything. For sure. Just a whole orange. Like I've never done this, but I can imagine plucking a ripe orange from a tree. And just taking a whole a bite like you're eating mm-hmm. an apple mm-hmm. with the skin, it'd be like that. I've actually done that um, to make my sister laugh when I was younger. I would just do that. I do like I did it with I did it with all fruit. Like I did it with a banana one time. Yeah, banana being one of the least pleasant ones. Yeah, the rind tastes nothing like the fruit, and it's so dry, and it's like really gives your teeth like a terrible coating, squeaky. Yes, um, and this beer is not. This beer is um, perhaps in flavor, like some of that pithiness and, and bitterness from an orange rind you're describing, but. That's about it. The rest of it I find very enjoyable. Even that flavor I find enjoyable. This is not terribly yeah. overwhelming. No, this is really nice. I'm super impressed. A lot of triple IPAs, like you said earlier, far too much on one extreme or the other. Yeah. So I like that this is kind of in the middle of the flavor spectrum, but in, in a good way. It's sure. definitely not mediocre, but it, yeah. it, it's right in the middle of that bitter sweet realm. And I like the way it lands. It drinks easy. It drinks way too easy for a 10%. Yes. And it is... Probably something I'd buy again, and I've only said that maybe about three or four times when it comes to triple IPAs. I, if that, I don't yeah. think you've even said it that many times. I think that yeah, we've I've almost been discussing this without the filter of it being a triple because they are so often overpowering in one way or another, and this is so smooth that I've kind of forgotten that it is a triple IPA. It certainly doesn't drink like one in terms of alcohol burn or anything like that, or body, or even skewing flavor wise, sweet or bitter. In, in too overwhelming of a way. I This is, yeah, this is dangerously um, strong and smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say where you got this yet? I didn't. I picked this up at SNS. Both our beers come from the, the single store at SNS Produce here in Chico this week. Perfect. Uh, unofficial beer partner of the well, show. Well, I mean, yeah, you can go in there. SNS has always had a pretty great selection, and we've uh, recently stuck little window clings on there. So if you want to go drink along with us, and like you could pause the show in theory right now and then go purchase one of these because our little cling is on the door, and you could pick it up right where you left off. And uh, it's been a fun way of kind of, uh, yeah, making making some of our selections available 
or at least more obviously available to, yeah. to people that want to try them. Yeah, it's a fun way to promote the show and also promote the good beer that we drink. So sure. if you like this review, uh, it's a good arrow pointing at where you can go grab it. Yeah. Yeah. That said, this is all the way from Connecticut. So if you live in Chico or, or even if you don't live in Chico and you can't get to uh, like SNS, if you're in California, there's a pretty good chance that this is going to be at a reputable bottle shop near you. Yeah, if they're guess. all the way out here. Yeah. They're pretty well distributed. So, all that to say, mm-hmm. do you like this? Do you want to do you really want to go like buy it. some more cans and drink I would, it? Dude, absolutely. I think this is really good. I I tend to be in the camp that likes triple IPAs. I know a lot of people go get down on them just like because they they can feel really overwhelming and and sacrilegious to the more purists in the beer community. But I think a, a well done beer is a well done beer. And if you can hide a little stronger ABV and balance it out with some decent beer flavors, then I'm in. So, yeah, I, I dig this quite a bit. What do you think? I like it, and I like the fact that that's hidden but not behind mm-hmm. overt mm-hmm. sweetness. That's the downfall to most triple IPAs. These just become sickly, saccharine, yep. just cloying, yep. d- disgusting. Uh, this doesn't. It hides behind a nice, hoppy, dry base, and I don't think it gets too far away from that into the realm of juice or sweetness. For those reasons, I really enjoy this. So, yeah, I like it a lot. You ready to rate it? Let's rate it. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to? You go first. Okay. I'm giving it, um, I'm going to give it a solid eight, man. This is really, really good. I would happily drink it again. Um, I actually, I'm going to check real quick before I close out my thoughts. And I didn't think I saw it in the first place and I don't see it now. I was looking for a canning date. Don't see one, but I'm sure this is really fresh. It tastes great. I would, I'm going to go out and try to find more of these while they are still in season. You That's know? fair. All right. Eight out of 10 for me. What you got? Yeah. For me, it's like a, uh, it feels like a 7.5 all day. Solid rating, man. Yeah, it's a really, really good beer. Uh, I never gravitate for triple IPAs, but if you want one, if you want to have one beer for the evening and just relax, this is a great beer to just lean into and enjoy the robust, not only ABV, but palate and mouthfeel. Yeah, I dig it. 7.5. Sweet. Once again, you are listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on a Thursday evening on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you get the chance to try Mumble Sauce from Short Throw Brewing, Again, it is available right here in town at SNS. Just look for the Fresh Hop Cinema logo on the beer fridge. We want to know what you think, so please don't hesitate to reach out. And while you're at it, take a picture of yourself drinking it and tag us on your social media of choice at Fresh Hop Cinema. Also, please be emailing us at fhccast at gmail.com. Or if you're enjoying the show, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Next up, you're going to hear a trailer for this week's movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. But don't worry, there's no spoilers in the next segment, so stick around. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. What's happening? Evelyn, I'm not your husband. I'm another version of him from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all of their memories, their emotions. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you may be your only chance of stopping it. Oh. 
Don't make me fight you. I am really good. I don't believe you. He's waiting in the wings. The universe. He speaks of senseless things. Is so much bigger than you realize. Of all the places I could be, I just want to just share with you. Remember our mission concerning the fate of every single world of our infinite multiverse. There is no way I am the Evelyn you are looking for. Every rejection, every disappointment has led you here. To this moment. Don't let anything distract you from it. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the world of craft beer and film, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. Subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear this discussion in its entirety. It's going to be in your ears tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So at the end of this, if you just can't get enough, there's plenty more to digest. What you just heard was a trailer for this week's movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality. An unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. A fairly generic description for a movie that is, I think, anything but. This was written and directed by a directing duo that goes by Daniels. That's Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Um, I know I said at the top of the show, this doesn't come from Marvel, and I mean that, but I should point out the producers on this were Anthony and Joe Russo, who have been longtime producers of Marvel films, so I guess we didn't totally get out of the woods there. Uh, it was also produced by Mike LaRocca, Daniels again, and Jonathan Wang. But the, the Russos are using their powers for good. Are they? In this case, they are. I yeah. guess that's true. Um, this film stars Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn. She's the the mother and the and the unlikely hero that I mentioned a moment ago. Also stars Stephanie Sue as her daughter Joy, Kei Hui Kwan as Waymond, her husband, making, I believe, his first on-screen performance since maybe the Temple of Doom. Maybe. Uh he was um um What's his name in that movie? It's short n- round. Is it? Sh- oh, I was gonna say short throw. I was like, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, short round. Um, of course, also as uh, Data in the Goonies. Um, we also have James Hong playing Gong Gong. He's the the grandfather figure, um, the matriarchal side grandfather. And Jamie Lee Curtis as Deirdre. She's an IRS inspector who I think does a wonderful job in this. A um, couple shout outs here for cinematography: Larkin Sepal, edited by Paul Rogers. This was distributed by A twenty four. It premiered at South by Southwest on March 11th and made it to some theaters, though not ours, on March 25th. I think it showed up in the Chico market like, what do you think, like April 14th or something? Yeah. Um, And it runs just over two hours at an hour, or I'm sorry, 139 minutes. Um, So not short, not terribly long, but a movie that we've been looking forward to, sir, for quite a while. Um, And it's in terms of like releases and hype, it's not been out really long enough to generate a ton of hype, but at least by the numbers, but there still has been. Yeah, it just depends on what circles you run in and what circles of the internet mm. you you imbibe in. Can we, before we start talking, kind of classify this into a genre? I think it'd be difficult, but I think it might be a fun exercise. Ooh, I would say this is a fantasy sci-fi sure. 
drama drama comedy. family film family drama film. comedy yeah dramedy family film. it's a lot of things and and i think it's everything my sure nicely done i think that the one sentence synopsis that i borrowed from like imdb really really keeps it vague which to some extent is nice because i think this is a movie that almost the less you know going in the less you know what to expect the more surprised one can be but i do think that that synopsis i read kind of undercuts just how unique this movie is yeah so let's let's get into it, man. I mean, I know you were excited to see this. What did we saw it together in the theaters, which was yeah, pretty fun. That was nice. Um, what what do you think? Overall thoughts? Uh, I really, really, really liked it. Uh, I'm a big fan of this movie. I had high hopes and high expectations going in. I had read a lot about it, just production side, and and was f- pretty familiar with a lot of the buzz around it. It's been very hyped in A24 circles on the internet. Sure, if sure. you're you know on Reddit or any of the the forums that that discuss a24 movies they can be a bit um self-serving if you will sure a little snooty a little snooty a little bit everything that a24 puts out is gold yeah yeah. but this movie has had a lot of hype in those circles and i've been very excited and what I, i found was just such a visual feast and it was also a mental feast because it i was presented with so many new ideas and so much brand new intellectual property like yeah multiverses have been done sure, it's sure. you know i've seen rick and morty i get it there's infinite universes it's not a new concept but what they take what they do with that concept in the the playground that they've built is so unique and far fetched and over the top and ridiculous because in a a movie with Multi, you know, unlimited yes, universes. There's much, unlimited yeah. potential, and quite literally, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, it, it does. does. <laughs> and sometimes it's heart wrenching, and sometimes it's very moving. Sometimes it's over the top, hilarious. Um, there are some swords used in this movie that weren't swords that were nicely um, done, pretty fantastic. So there, <laughs> there, there were moments that made me giggle. There were definitely introspective moments. This film was way more psychedelic than I think I realized it was going to be going in down to the the googly third eye on the forehead, nice. which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, was I loved that. So just the newness, the freshness. This movie felt fresh. It felt like we were something, seeing something new and exciting. And in this line of of hobby that me and you are in, young Maxwell, sure. we don't get that very often. We did, really don't. That feeling of like this is something I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. These are ideas I've never seen on a screen before being portrayed by people I've never seen portraying ideas like sure. this on a screen before. So in a movie like this, representation was huge too. I loved the mostly Asian cast. I thought it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I've been a big Michelle Yeoh fan for a long time. So I really was enamored by the idea of this movie and what I was presented with absolutely followed through with followed through in every way and lived up to my expectations. So I really liked it. Good, man. I dug it too. I, I, I didn't expect that I wouldn't. I'm I'm sort of a longtime fan of, you know, sort of high brow um, sci-fi ideas. Like I love, I nerded out on Tenet because of quantum mechanics. I love time travel movies. I love mostly to tear them apart because most mm-hmm. of them get it wrong. So I kind of knew that a multiverse, like action adventure, family drama, comedy thing was probably going to be up my alley. There were some curveballs that re- weirdly worked for me that I think in a different movie might not have. I might have chalked them up to being... Um, low-hanging fruit sometimes yeah somehow all that worked for me and i think it was part of surely what you're saying is this this idea that we're getting all this all these new ideas and the structure in which the story is told like you pointed out is basically just like anything goes and anything goes most of the time things go and like there's so many weird scenarios that unfold that are very funny 
But what I love is that they tie up a lot of those comedic scenes. And there's, there's one in particular, there's one, um, multi, or, um, different universe. A branch. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, can I, can I spoil this thing or should I not? I'm making a hand gesture to Johnny and I, I don't want to give it away if you don't think I should. I don't remember exactly what you're, you know, the, come, come on. Um, just do it. The hot dog fingers. Oh yeah. No, that's in the that's, trailer. Oh, it is. Okay, great. So, which we played and whatever. Nobody could see it in the trailer. Yeah. But um, okay, so like the hot dog fingers, very goofy scenario. It's like we take this one branch of reality where humans, one branch of apes, which had um, hot dog fingers, beat the ones that had normal fingers. Mm -hmm. Very goofy, very silly. But even some of the storylines that we see in glimpses in that is very emotional and very real. Yeah. And I love that you can tie in the silliness with the real human experience. Mm hmm. On the flip side of that, there's some moments that could play as silly, though not as obvious. There's a there's a conversation between two rocks mm -hmm. that shouldn't be as emotional as it is, right? But and it reminded me of the David Lowry film, A Ghost Story. There's mm -hmm. a scene between two people covered in sheets. They they are ghosts in the movie, and and the line in the ghost story in the ghost story is um they're like they're each this doesn't really matter, but it's a really great scene. Oh, it matters. One ghost is looking at another ghost through a window. Each of them are in their own houses, and there's subtitles over them. And one ghost says to the other, what are you, who are you waiting for? And the other ghost says, I can't remember. And it's so sad. Mm. And, and it's this, this injection, our, our, our sort of unconscious injection of our own experiences into this. And that's what happens in this rock scene. It shouldn't be, it's two rocks looking at a Canyon and it really works. And there's moments like this throughout. And there's these overlaps between, uh, the versions of these characters that we meet along the way. And it's a very visually, um, um, exciting, uh, titillating experience. So you're on board the whole time. It's just nonstop. And it, looking back on it, it was weird to me to think that there was even time to breathe. Like these emotional moments had time to breathe, but they do. It's a really, really well-crafted movie. There's some brilliant editing, some great shots. I think performances are great pretty much across the board. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastically funny most of the time. Here. Deirdre. Um, yeah, no, it was. Yeah. And those moments, like you said, they, they could have been lost in, in, immaturity for sure you know they could have been very disregarded as campy or tongue-in-cheek but they like found a way to squeeze in depth mm -hmm. to those over-the-top silly moments and those you know the the, the toilet humor and like mm -hmm. there there's mm -hmm. things in movies that you normally wouldn't like that i agree sometimes like you said sure. low-hanging fruit sure. low-brow humor but it's integrated in a way that gives it depth and meaning and mm -hmm. it just makes sense and it works and that's it's incredibly unique for a movie to be able to do that in such an effective way because usually a film is either one or the other. For sure. The marriage of the two is is rarely seen and even more rarely executed properly. For sure, yeah. I mean, the, the word marriage made me latch onto this, but there's a through line of divorce throughout this too. Uh, and and one I wanted to shout out the performance by uh, Kei Hui Kwan. Um, again, as Waymond Wong, her, her Evelyn's husband, and just like the sweetest the sweetest dude, yep. his voice sounds the exact same as it did in the Goonies and in Indiana Jones. And mm -hmm. he, he gets something of a monologue towards the end that could have been cheesy, but it just wasn't. Cause I think this movie really knows what it's trying to do. And tonally it's pretty consistent from start to finish, which is insane because you'd think it's all over the place. And I guess sometimes it is, um, narratively and, um, uh, delivery wise, but, but, but the, the, perspective that the film is being told from i think is pretty constant from start to finish which mm -hmm. makes for a very cohesive experience it me. does and it takes away confusion in yep. in this realm of total chaos and anything goes and anything is going to have that yeah that one constant lighthouse of perspective for sure 
it helped bring clarity to the prime directive of this film. And at this, at its core, this was a movie about family. Yeah. And yep. I wasn't expecting that. Right. Me neither. I think it's the same thing that I will say about horror movies, which is that, uh, and why don't we talk about this? Oh, with X, this is our last episode. Slashers are fine. I think certain horror is fine. It's, it is what it is. You don't need to expect too much, but I think when, when, where horror transcends sort of genre convention and, and, attempts to tell something a little bit more universal and human is where I latch onto it. And it's the same with this kind of stuff. It's a story about family and, and generational understanding of each other and, and what it means to, to be family. And, you know, there's a lot of that throughout this movie. Um, and we're going to talk about that quite a bit more, I'm sure. Yeah. But in, in, in the meanwhile, why don't we give it a rating out of 10 and then we can save some more talk for our exclusively podcast listeners. This is hard. Is it? Are you, are you flirting with the 10? This is hard. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to force. Maybe I should go. You want me to go first, or you just want to lay it out there? No, it's a ten. It's a ten. Wow. Uh, first ten, I believe, from you of twenty twenty two films. I could see that. That makes sense. Oh, great. Man. That sounds really right. Great. Uh, yeah. So much brand new. Like, just it's like this movie was like tasting something you've never tasted in your whole life, mm-hmm. and you realize something that you maybe had been missing, mm-hmm. and like it's just we're seeing a new color. It just, yep. it was so new and fresh and that's what film and art is. And I'm, you know, I'm sure that there's deep cinema that this has emulated. I don't know. I'm sure if, we'll get an email. I'm sure we'll get an email. <laughs> uh, but for this movie goer, yeah. it was an absolute breath of fresh air in an often mediocre film landscape. So absolutely a 10. First 10 of the year and I'm happy to give it to this. I Yeah, man. It's, I, yeah, I, I wish we had more time for our radio listeners. I have some thoughts on that, but I'm going to give it a nine. Uh, I think it's really, really good. I'll talk about why it's not a 10 maybe in the danger zone. But for now, 10 for you, 9 for me. And once again, you have been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. Everything, everywhere, all at once is in theaters now. And if you've seen it and have thoughts of your own, you can reach us on social media at Fresh Hop Cinema or just send an email to fhccast at gmail.com. And to our radio listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on KZFR 90.1 FM. As a reminder, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes spoilers for everything, everywhere, all at once, a review of that second beer, and our Hot and Bothered segment, head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema. The rest of the episode will be available tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And to those of you already listening on your preferred podcast app, We'll be right back. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Welcome to the Danger Zone. Uh, this is the part of the show, if you've never heard it before, where we spoil our movie of the week. If you haven't seen everything, everywhere, all at once, and you uh, are concerned about it being spoiled, go see it. You can pause the show. It's a podcast. It's not live. So see the movie. Then come back and finish what we are about to discuss. We're not is, live right now? Sorry, man. I know. I've been telling you all these I feel years. so alive. Um, so let's get into it. I left off by saying there were some thoughts I had that I didn't have time for, for our radio listeners. Um, but I don't think I want to start there mostly because I can't remember exactly what I was going to say. All right. So, it was something to do with why it wasn't a 10. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, I don't want to start by tearing it down. I hate starting danger zones on negative uh, notes with great movies. All right. And it's not, I guess not negative. It's a, it's going to come down to personal preference stuff. Um, but I did want to talk about editing. Mm-hmm. Very frenetic during times but other times very sort of um soft soft and, and pacing and, and slow safe to say it's one of the highlights of the movie for you too or oh not? yeah yeah editing cinematography and, and costume design 
Yeah. Those three points were phenomenal. If we can say that our sort of modern day uh, viewing of of the timeline that we're on that we meet Evelyn on is kind of the, the normal one. Did you have a favorite divergent branch that you mm. enjoyed living in for a little while? They were all so fun. Mm-hmm. I loved the one with raccoon, raccoonie. It's hard not. It was raccoonie, raccoonie, raccoonie. Uh, again, that's a great example of one that I think probably shouldn't have worked for me, but it just does. Yeah. Um, in case people listening that haven't seen it, it's a spin on uh, Ratatouille, except it's, it's, a it's also a callback to because Michelle Yeoh's character can't pronounce Ratatouille, so she says Raccoonie, um, and also thinks it's a raccoon because I don't think she's seen the movie mm-hmm. Ratatouille. Uh, so then we get an alternate universe where there's like a dude at a like what's what are those Benny restaurants Hanna. called Benny Hanna, uh, who has a jelly and you'd know because the hat's so huge, but he's yeah. got a raccoon kind of pulling his hair. Um, great one. So ridiculous. Yes. The raccoon speaks in, mm-hmm. in almost like a fantastic Mr. Fox kind of stop motion looking thing. And it's voiced by Randy Newman. Oh, that's what was happening. That's mm-hmm. why you leaned over and said, is that Randy Newman? Yeah. I thought the music playing was also Randy Newman. It was. was it? Okay, cool. Okay. So, yeah. okay. I'm in the clear. Um, I really dug the alpha verse. Yeah. Because was... it's in ostensibly in the future, Some, I guess. It's yeah. hard to tell with multiverse stuff because it could be parallel, but I think this was in the future. It's everything everywhere all at once. But the tech was very like 80s. Yeah. Like they were driving around in like an old beat up van with like the most goofy looking helmets with like giant LEDs and that stuff was fun. Yeah. Um, you were talking about swords earlier. Yeah. When somebody pulls out two swords from mm-hmm. their back like Leonardo from Ninja Turtle style. And mm-hmm. those are very long sex toys. Mm-hmm. Usually a point where I'm like, all right, not for me. Usually Max checks out. But it worked. It did. And I don't know why, <laughs> but it really did. Well, because I think you're immersed in this universe where anything can happen. So you're not, you know, seat belted into the idea yeah. of that there's rules, that there's a reality, that there's anything that should make sense. So yeah. once you suspend that disbelief, and you realize that the through line of this movie is the plot and the morality and the family issues mm-hmm. and there's bigger things at stake, but then you're surrounded in this tornado of of infinite possibility. Yeah. I think it's easier to let those feelings go of feeling locked in like you need to be serious, like this needs to be an art film. That's part of it, but also like it just seems tacky. Like in any other context, it might have just been like, okay, that's over the top and overly crude and yeah. but it didn't have that on me either, which I thought was very fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I the love statues. I know. So, yeah, that was great. I love the idea in this movie that in order to kind of access your, I think they call it a gateway or a path. Yeah. I think it's a path. Mm-hmm. You have to, you, you need to trigger something in your day-to-day life that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Which leads to a lot of fun visual gags, mm-hmm. uh, including having to use like a trophy that is shaped like a butt plug mm-hmm. as a butt plug. Mm-hmm. But then when that is no longer available to you, you have to use like a, what was that? A trophy? That was an actual, like, actual trophy. trophy? Great. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, there was, uh, at one point, Michelle Yeoh like wiped snot off someone's mouth and rubbed it on their gums Gross. and just all kinds yeah. of weird stuff. The paper cut thing. Oh. The paper cut being one of the more visceral, um, torture thing. Like that's, I don't know, man. Like I saw Green Room, which is another, I think, A24 movie. Mm-hmm. And there's like a scene where somebody takes a box cutter and you just watch them slice open somebody's gut. Mm-hmm. And watching the dad slices his, this, the, the webbing between yeah, his webbing between his fingers like multiple times. I was like just sitting there cringing. cringing. No, 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 don't do this. So bad. Great. Yeah, though. but Great. it was really fun seeing all those weird little things. Yes. And every they did that to get like skills, so like they could access oh sure themselves right. in another universe with like a skill set that was applicable to the situation. Yes. And at one point. She had uh, Michelle Yeoh had to tell Deirdre, Jamie mm. Lee Curtis's character, yeah, the IRS she, 
inspector. Yeah, she had to profess her love for her and mean it. Yeah. Uh, for the headset they used to like get those skills to yeah. like activate. Very matrixy. Very matrixy. But it was really funny because at one point she has like the voice in the earbuds mm-hmm. and basically it said, well, the only other two options to get to that are break your arm, take a nap or, or break nap. both yeah. your arms. <laughs> You're not feeling tired, are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So good. This movie did hit a little bit closer to home, especially the the real world, not the real world stuff, but the, what do you even call it? Like the main timeline stuff? Like the base timeline. I was like doing my taxes. I had to file an extension on my taxes this year because the IRS doesn't have my record from last year. Oh, good. Like I, I have, I had to mail it in because, because I messed up the first time. I didn't put the right, I didn't put a signature. I didn't physically write my signature. So they mailed it back to me and said, you got to sign it. So then I mailed it back and I have the, conf- I have it. I keep, I keep this stuff. Yeah. Apparently the government doesn't. Right. So I was, but I was, so I was like trying to file my taxes the other day. And I, they were like, sorry, you can't do it because this number, whatever, it, I hate it. So watching somebody struggle with a small business, trying to appease the IRS was very upsetting to me, but also nice when they uh, inevitably kind of shake hands. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The family stuff. Family stuff. The, the real, family the, stuff the, the, the like down to earth stuff. Yeah. Great. It means a lot. Yeah. Real stuff. Yeah. And it was deep and intense mm-hmm. and it was. You know, it could have been just about that, and it probably would have mm-hmm. been a really good movie. But mm-hmm. then you add in the multiverse. Super fun. Super fun. There's something in it for everybody. Yeah. By definition, that probably also means that there's something in it that everybody will dislike. Probably. To some extent. But to I some think extent. it's a good enough movie where you'll overlook it. There the was a very much older than us couple, a few seats down to your right. Yeah. That were giggling yeah. pretty yeah. much the whole time. Yeah. And then the dildo swords came and out. They stopped. They were very quiet. Yeah, it's all right. You know, that's it's okay. Fine. It's, you know. But they didn't leave, though. No. Which is something. I know. Yeah. You ever had someone walk out of a movie? I've walked out of a movie. No. Yeah? I walked Hellboy. out of Hellboy. <laughs> Hellboy. So bad. Um, I regret doing that, Yeah. For, for the record. But it was a terrible movie. Yeah. If it I had to walk good. out of a movie, it would probably be that one. That's fair. Um, no. Well, no. I don't think I've seen... Well, maybe. No, not you walked out. Like, if someone no, in the theater, like, walked out. I don't remember. I know people walked out of you movies. You gotta see more Lars von Trier movies in the theater. I really don't like that filmmaker. I think just he's to see terrible. Can, but yeah. Just to see if anyone will He's putting out. out a new movie soon, isn't he? He is. Like, Eggers is. Fincher's got a new movie coming out this year. Yeah. With Michael Fassbender. Super yeah, okay. stoked for that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Lars von Trier in particular is one that I'm like, oh, you know who else is? I think Gaspar Noe is coming out with another one. Yeah. Uh, like if, if I could get rid of the filmography of two directors, it would probably be Von Trier and, um, Gaspar Noe. I couldn't live without Antichrist. I don't like that movie at all. Is that the one? Yeah. That's the one with Willem Dafoe and oh, uh, yeah. Charlotte Gainsbourg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could go without seeing that. Ever. When's the last time you watched that? Oh, within the last year. Just for fun. Yeah. Ugh. I like that movie. I like some of that movie. And then I've heard nothing but good things about the house that Jack built. I need to watch oh, that. Is that Von Trier? Yeah. I didn't know that. I need to watch that. Uh, yes. Didn't you recommend that? No, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. But you've heard good things just like I that. have. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. You didn't love climb, going back to Gaspar Noah. You didn't like Climax either, right, when we covered that? No. Yeah. It just seemed like an exercise in discomfort and in and, and pain. and like I don't think that was him. It, Gaspar Noah is Oh, was. I yeah. thought you were talking about Lars Von no. Trier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're clearly done with everything everywhere all at once, if I'm reading this right. Did you have anything else to say? I think I'm pretty good. Uh, see it. Did you want to say why it wasn't a 10? You can't tease people like that. Oh, I just I just think it wasn't totally perfect because some, like I think a perfect movie for me 
And once you get above a nine, it gets very subjective. I think even above an eight, it becomes very nitpicky. Yeah. Um. And, and some of the stuff just wasn't perfect for me. Like, like those dildo swords weren't perfect. They didn't take me out of it and they didn't bother me, but I, some of the silliness wasn't quite right for me. Yeah. It's okay. It was just silly enough mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, totally. I think you even said something like that as we were I did. I was like, there were so many silly moments in there that you loved. They were for me. Yeah. Um, but I am ready for another beer if you think that's a good move. Let's do it. Okay. So very much, I had a hard time even deciding which beer was our first beer because these uh, labels look so similar. Yeah. What is the second beer called? Tell me, well, I know you said it at the top of the show, but give me what style and the ABV and that sort of thing. Uh, Who Got the Props is an Imperial Stout from Short Throw Brewing that is 12.6%. We got it at S&S. From their website, we read... Our newest Imperial Stout, WGDP, incorporates our silky, chocolatey malt base with cacao nibs, marshmallow, peanut butter, and coffee. And it's decadent and rich. You know the deal. You know the deal. Um, okay, so I'm going to hand this over to you in a minute. But yeah, it looks just like the the first beer, the mumble sauce. Um, they, they look... If I back up the can, I can almost, but not quite... I see, see a P- P- I think it's just the R-O-P. Oh, there it is. Yeah, nice. So you're covering it up. There's oh, the P. I'm trying to hold the can in. Oh, that's true. Um, okay, well then, by all means, you've decoded the can. You do the honors of pouring it first. Um, 12.6%. Hell of a way to follow a 10% IPA, but here we are. Uh, you're just smelling it right oh, out the can. Okay. Oh, my God. It smells so good. So let's get into Imperial Stouts, man. Um, what did we just do that we, I think, was an Imperial Stout? Do you remember by chance? You got to be more specific. Like on our last episode. Do you remember? I don't think it was the stuff from Burning Barrel. I don't think it was the Oreo one that I'm talking about because that was not, that was a pastry sour. Yeah. That was, yeah. We thought it was going to be a stout. Mm -hmm. I'll think of it in a minute. But you've poured yours in your glass and Mm -hmm. you've smelled it. Have you tasted it yet? I have not. Okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, It smells exactly. Oh my God. It smells so good. It smells exactly like Cocoa Puffs. Mm. Like the cereal, not a joint with cocaine sprinkled on it, you degenerates. Everybody thought the cereal, <laughs> for what it's worth. You were trying it. I am pouring it jet black, by the way. Uh, very, very, very little carbonation. I'm wondering if you took half the can or if you just gave me a lot more. Yep, not close. Didn't think we were going to split the whole 16-ounce can. That's what we did with the first thing. Is it? I thought so. I didn't. Um, and I lied. There is a bit ahead. It's very, very large bubbles. Not super creamy looking. Almost looks more like a Coca-Cola that is refusing to decarbonate itself. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit chilly. We've pulled it out of the fridge. It's been out for maybe 20 minutes. But I think that's great because sometimes we have them out of the fridge for like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And they're too warm. Yeah. I like to see the the, the transition. The evolution. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try mine. Oh, it's so it's really good. Okay. Yeah. Walk me through kind of kind of the drinking experience, would you? I mean, yeah. So it's obviously super thick and hearty. Looks like it's going to be very viscous. And you get these notes of cocoa puffs and milk. I mean, luckily there's no milk in it, but it tastes exactly like Saturday morning breakfast cartoons. There are peanuts in this, by yeah, the way. That's fine. Um the uh the disclaimer was on the website. I took it off because neither of us have a, a peanut allergy. But mm-hmm. if one does, this is gonna be a scary beer because you can tell it is so thick too, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, wow. That's one of the thicker stouts I've had in a while. Yeah. It's not not overpoweringly heavy, but it is very, very thick. And there's just enough of that marshmallow. It to make it super it tastes fluffy like there's it, no yeah there's it, no surprise this is 12.6 no but it doesn't have the the sickly sweet like marshmallow like it's Mm-mm. not an overload of vanilla it has just enough in there to accentuate accentuate the peanut butter and the coffee i'm really liking it the coffee comes comes through on the end just yeah, a little bit roasty sure. mm-hmm. uh, on the finish but super sweet up front tons of like dark baking chocolate 
subtle notes of vanilla from the marshmallow. The peanut butter is there, and it's not the star. No. It's it's a supporting cast member here, and I, I'm okay with that because I don't necessarily always want peanut butter to take over a beer, just like maple. I love sure. maple in beers, but it can be so overpowering. And when done improperly, peanut butter can taste so fake yes. so fast. Yeah. There was somebody who posted in Facebook recently in a beer group. They made a peanut butter and jelly beverage. Oh, yeah. It was like a fruited sour, I think. Like an imperial That's prairie. It's just landed. They no, have no, no, it. no, no. I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds awesome. Yeah. The person that I'm talking about posted an imperial fruited sour. Okay. And dropped a shot of screwball peanut butter whiskey in it. Oh. And I thought, first, gross. Then I thought, don't be so judgmental, Max. And then I was like, maybe that'd be good. Yeah. Um, but you're talking about a beer that is peanut butter jelly? Yeah. From Prairie, Prairie just came out with one. Well, we should try that. We should. We can get it at SNS. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, Andy just let me know that they're getting it. Multiple in. plugs in one show. Mm-hmm. Um, what did this beer cost? It's not on the can. I think for both these beers, the total was like fifteen dollars. Okay, the first one does have the price tag. It was like six six fifty. So, so this was like yeah, seven fifty, seven ninety nine. Eight fifty, maybe? Yeah. Oh math. Yeah, eight fifty is what yeah. it would be. Um I would say well worth it. This is delightful. You think two dollars better than the first beer? Yeah. There's just it's it's a stout. Stouts it's, are usually more expensive. True. Yeah. It's sitting pretty heavy, man, for me. After a few drinks now, it's sitting back of the tongue very heavy. Um not bad. In mouthfeel, but but very very heavy. Heavy in what way? Alcohol heavy, um, sweetness like, heavy. Actually. Sweetness heavy. Yeah, it's like weighing down. I can almost I can almost point to the spot on my tongue. I will. Uh-huh. Where that part of, from part of my tongue is just all all day, baby. Yeah. But then the back is just like wet blanket. Like mm. I it's feeling like it's thickening my tongue, it's like making it to speak. Coating. Maybe I'm allergic to peanuts. <laughs> you <know>? Oh God. <laughs> Guys, not. Max is turning I, uh, purple. Yeah. No, it's it's good, man. It is it is it is heavy though on the back of the tongue. I like the flavors. It's pretty robust. If you're a fan of very dark chocolatey cakes and that's mm-hmm. not too chocolatey for you, I think this beer might be for you. For me, um, that's a lot. Yeah. See, I like it. This is probably mo- – it checks most of the boxes as far as things I want in a stout in that I want it sweet but not overly sweet. The pastry stout thing I think has gone too far. I don't want diabetes. I want those sweet but dark notes. I love dark chocolate. I think it pairs so well with a stout. And it does nothing but accentuate a beer that has coffee in it. Yeah. Dark coffee and chocolate pair so well together. And then, you know, the marshmallow is there, like I said, but it's not the marshmallow and peanut butter in the background. They're present. They add things to the beer, but they don't overpower. I think it's for as many adjuncts that this has, I think it's it's quite nicely balanced. I'll give you the balance. That's for sure true. I agree. Yeah, I think the marshmallows is counteracting some of the bitterness from the coffee in a way that's really pleasant. I actually want more of the peanut butter. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Maybe a shot of screwball. Maybe, dude. Um, I like screwball. I time and time and place. Fair enough. Uh for me, that was the pandemic. I was literally I think I've told this story. I'm sure I told this story when we uh I've never heard of this. What? You must have. Like, well, so dude, I was drunk for like most of 2020. So, was so I. tell it again. Well, let me save it for hot and bothered then. All right. Um, let me just write it down so I don't forget. So I yeah, I think I would like more peanut butter here. I think it's pretty good. I think it's less good than the first beer. Okay. Not simply because, but one of the main reasons is because the triple IPA is such a hard style to get right. So is the Imperial Stout. Yeah. But my gripes with typical triple IPAs are more common in every triple IPA. And I think there's a lot of really, really good Imperial Stouts. I don't think this is a world-class Imperial Stout. I think the first one might be a world-class Imperial or triple IPA. That's fair. This is definitely like a significantly above average. Yeah, it's stout. super good. 
Um, but it's not, I don't think, for, for my mouth, breaking any crazy records. Your logic is sound. It frustrates right. me. Okay, so anything jumping out to you that you hate that you want to touch on or, or anything else that you love that we haven't talked about? Uh, no, I, it, it doesn't completely overwhelm me with joy, but it doesn't yeah. underwhelm me with sadness. You know, it's it's really good. It's like I said, it's mm-hmm. it's highly above average. So no, I think we've said all there is to say. Do you have your rating in your head? Yeah. Okay, we're going to say it and I'm going to I'm going to adjust my rating to be the same as yours. Are you okay. ready? Sure. On 3. 1 2 3. 7.2. Ah, sh- that's higher than I thought, man. Yep. Oh man. All right. Well, I'm actually mine's actually a 7 then. If we were neck and neck, I was going to keep mine the same, but 7.9 for you. 7 for me. I think it's a super good stout. Yeah, it's really solid. I'm not going to go out of my way to get it, but the fact that I can snag it here in town and if I want something just super approachable and yeah. not overly sweet, and if your palate lines up with mine and those are the qualities you seek out in a stout, then for sure, I think you should get this and drink it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like it's it's still less than some. Like it's 16 ounce can for potentially 9 bucks out the door. Um I yeah, if it were a little cheaper, I'd be more keen to endorse it, but I think it's still a fair price. For the for the price, for the uh, alcohol content and the quality of the stout as far as an adjunct stout, I think it's completely worth it. Okay, fair enough. Um do you have any other thoughts then on who got the props from Short Throw Brewing Co? If you I think you should drink it if it sounds good. Fair enough. Let's move into Hot and Bother, what do you say? Do it. Hot Welcome to Hot and Bothered. It's the portion of the show where we talk about things that we want to talk about that have us very excited, very happy, very bummed out, very sad. Doesn't matter. It's honesty. Mm-hmm. I don't know, remember what I said that. I said the word honest recently when I was describing Hot and Bothered and I edited the episode and I had like the weirdest, like I said honest. I said like this Canadian, like Jordan Peterson way of saying like, it's about honesty, honesty. And I don't know why I did that. That's very like East Coast it's too. It slipped in. It's very Baltimore. And I'm not from there. Like it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Honesty. I think, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, so real quick, peanut butter whiskey, screwball. Um, I was on my way to Reno. This was, um, March, 2020, okay. early March. And I, it's kind of a treacherous route. I was going cause the mountain was closed off from snow. So I had to go up to like Susanville and no service for like two hours. So I'm driving, finally get service again, two hours up the road. And I get a text like, Hey, sorry, the shows are canceled. Cause there's this thing going around that like somebody is sick. Uh, we all know where that went. So then I was like, well, I guess I'm not working for a while, which was true. So I went by Spikes on the way home. I drove the two hours back to Chico. I picked up um, a six-pack or a four-pack of 16-ounce cans of left-hand milk stout, nitro milk stout, and a bottle of screwball whiskey. And I was like, this will be good. Peanut butter whiskey and this milky nitro stout. I drank all of it. Not the Well, maybe the bottle, too. Well, it's definitely still not here, so. It was two years ago, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, it was great. And I, I think screwball's good. But yeah, time and a place is uh, what made me think of that. Yeah, sweet cocktail or adding it to a, a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never added screwball to a beer. You should. It's great. It'd be good in this. It'd be great in this. I want to, if I'm, okay, gut instinct, sure. I want a bottle of narwhal or a 16-ounce yeah. can of yeah. the barrel-aged narwhal yeah. with a, uh, a good old double shot of screwball. Man, that sounds good. That sounds delicious. Um. Remind me to talk to you off air about um, about screwball. About uh, there's no way to make this sound not ominous, but I also can't say too much more about screwball um, as a corporation in a good way. That's all I can say right well, now. If it's good, why can't you say it on the show? Because it's not allowed to. I can't. Okay, but just remind me. Okay, in the capacity of Ooh. music to talk about that. With all you. right. Okay. Um, you and I have been on Patreon for a while. Yeah. And years ago, we had what we called Stoutgasm. That was fucking lit. 
17, 2018 oh maybe. Was it that long ago? Yeah, Jesus. it was. And since You then, took off your pants in my kitchen. That was Stoutgasm 2.0. Oh, boy. I think the first one was at my old place in my driveway. Do you remember this? Yeah. And I can't remember which one came first. But the point is we did those, and then we were going to have like IPA-gasm or something, and then a summer came and went, and then we haven't done it. And the more I think about it, the more I think we should just stick with stouts. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just do that. Yeah. Um, summer's coming around again, but I think I'm going to fight my urge to be like, let's do IPA-gasm or, or like Pilsner-gasm or something. And we should just stick with stout guys. And I think we should probably, for our patron members, plan something for like August. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? That'd be fun. Or like June. July is busy for me, which is why I didn't throw that out. All of July? Yes. Okay. Yeah. At least like weekends, like Thursdays through Sundays. Those are weekends. Yeah. But like June, we could probably do something, which looks like, for those of you that haven't heard us talk about this when it happened, we all show up typically at Johnny's house. And from about four o'clock to about four o'clock again, in the nighttime one, we just share beers and memories and life and get silly and cry and laugh and talk about movies and beer and life. And basically what the show is, but with a bunch of us. Yeah. And it's fun. And I think we need to do it because it's pandemic has put that to a halt. And I think it's time. That's what I think. I'm good with that. Okay. I think that'd be fun. Okay. We should bring it back. Okay. We'll plan one for, let's say June, if we can make it happen. That'd be dope. It's in a couple months. Let's get a DJ. Okay. Deal. That actually, let's get a bounce house. No. Come on. No. I love a bounce house. No. How about the thing where you run with a Velcro and you slap it on the side, you race as far as you can? Okay, maybe. Right, I'll meet cool. you in the middle with like a slip and slide. Hell yeah. It's all the fun of the bounce house, none of the cushion. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> on the ground. Toughing you up. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. That would um, be lit. We drank a beer a couple weeks ago that um, was very carbonated. It was exploding out of our can. Do you remember this beer? Yeah. Tide Delight. That's right. You have an update. I do. That Good. beer actually got recalled by Prairie across the country. They yeah. said, these cans are exploding and we need to get it off the shelves. So if you ran down to SNS Produce where we got that beer. We, hey, thank you. Uh, yeah, Thanks for doing that. Obviously. And also, Sorry. caveat, they don't pay us. They should, but they don't. Not yet. Not yet. Andy. Maybe someday. Andy. You said that with logging, longing. I absolutely Just, did. Not yet. Someday. Uh, but yeah, so they had to pull them from the shelves, so no more Tide Delight. Apparently there was some, uh, they uh, pasteurized it twice, according to their Instagram post. And Who it was, fucks that up? And it was still, there was so much fruit mm-hmm. and like cream and like the sugars from the, the coconut cream. There was still like secondary fermentation happening, causing cans to explode. So okay. we didn't have any issues. The the distributor that got it to SNS, Andy spoke to them and said they had didn't have any issues on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. A lot of the cans that were exploding were like the Midwest, East Coast. So maybe there some got stored warm. Where's Prairie? Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. all that to say, it was a great beer. I really enjoyed it, but unfortunately, it has gone away for now. So sad, sad, sad times. Man, now I can like. Like we, I wish we would have had a can. Oh, well, we keep it in a locked box, but like that would have been fun to have one. Yeah. I think I still have the empty can. That's less fun yeah. to me. I'll see if I can find you a, a one that's full. I mean, yeah, there might be some around. There's Somebody some like around. might not have gotten the recall. Yeah, you never know. Um, You had sex with a skunk <laughs> is what I'm getting from your notes. Is that is that correct? Mother I thought, you said, I thought fucking... you said raccoons, by the way. Please. You did say raccoons when you told me about this the other day. But at this point, we've teased it too long. What's what uh, what's going on with skunks in your life, dude? So it's pretty well documented on this show that I was married on 420. Yeah. Uh, f- 
this year as of tomorrow, yeah, five, five years, years ago. Yeah. You were there. I was. Um, so I have a fundraiser I'm doing the Saturday after my wedding. So it was our wedding anniversary. So mm-hmm. it was like only weekend I had available was to go this last weekend. So it turned into like the biggest shit show. It was the worst weekend ever. What happened? Um, so there were, uh, well, where'd you go? I'll just, I'll just tell the whole story. Yeah. I'll just start the whole story. It's, it's, it's a long story. So you got time. Sit back, grab a beer, relax. <laughs> All right. Well, daddy's here and he's going to tell you a story. All right. So I took off Thursday after work to get up to Fort Bragg area a little bit early. Wanted to get up there to have all of Friday, all of Saturday to relax. It's the only weekend I don't work this month. Uh, So roll in like 11 p.m. on Thursday night, get our cabin, and it's basically a bed, a refrigerator. There's electricity, but there's no running water. So it's essentially tent camping with a couple perks. Uh, start unloading the car and I'm like, man, I must've run over a skunk cause it smells like I, I definitely hit a skunk or something. That's a bummer. Poor skunk. All well, it'll go away tomorrow. Wake up the next morning. My whole cabin smells like skunks. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the whole outside of my cabin smells like skunks. You're saying just the outside? No. Both. I wake up and I'm like skunks. That sucks. Uh, real bad. And then if you've never been up close and personal with that smell, it's very nauseating. Yes. It's it's a palpable just. Well, you smell it like like if you're driving down a highway and you see a skunk twenty yards away, you smell it. Yeah, like imagine uh-huh. not twenty yards away. Imagine terrible. All the people living for today. Anyways, Thanks. so wake up the next morning and yeah, the inside of the cabin smells like skunks. The outside of the cabin smells like skunks. My whole car smells like skunks. Uh, so obviously there's a skunk problem. Sure. Uh. So we go into Fort Bragg and, and eat breakfast and we're trying to figure out what to do. And and my logic was, well, let's start a campfire and just keep it burning the whole time. Scare away the skunks. It'll keep the skunks away. Sure. It, campfire outside? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so did that after we got back that afternoon, kept the fire burning. Smell kept getting worse. Uh, so that wasn't a good sign. No. Uh, and it was to the point where I was getting nauseous and like throwing up in my mouth a little bit, like standing out by the campfire. So... We ended up, it was about 10 p.m., fairly intoxicated at this point, and Shalina goes to open the door because the bathroom's like 150 yards away, and she goes to open the door. Hang on, the bathroom's outside? Yeah. Like an outhouse? Yeah. Okay. We have a bathroom. No, there's a real toilet, running water. It's like an RV park in cabins. Oh, I see. It's not that rural. It's trying to paint a picture. Yeah, exactly. There's tent camping sites, a big RV park, and then like eight cabins. Okay. We're in the cabins. Bathroom's like 150 yards away. So she goes to open the door to go use the restroom. Mm -hmm. There are four skunks standing not two feet away from her on our front porch. Just by the front door? Just hanging out. I think they were getting warm by the campfire. Maybe there was a mix-up with your guys' rental agreement. Like Maybe it was for those guys. Maybe. that's They were just there. Yeah. What time was this? This was seven, eight, no. Like still light out or no? No, it was dark because I remember... This was around 9 30, 10 p.m. Okay. Fairly certain maybe they were getting warm by the fire, but from uh, the door? Oh no, sorry. No, they were you. on yeah, the porch. They where's, were, the, where's the fire? You go the f- out the porch. So open the door. Yeah. There's like a four-foot porch okay. with an overhang on the cabin. Sure. And then the fire pit, there's a picnic table and then a fire pit like five feet off of the front porch. Left or right? Straight out front. Straight oh, okay. out the oh, front okay. door, there's a fire pit. It's kind of nice. Sounds great. Yeah, well, it would have been. <laughs> 
<laughs> so immediately she slams the door and says, I can't go to the fucking bathroom. There's skunks. We're sure. trapped. So we're trapped in this cabin mm-hmm. that stinks like skunks. Yeah, yeah. And obviously we got to go. That sure. was that was the straw. Friday night. So pack everything up emergency style. Figure mm-hmm. out how to shoo away skunks without getting sprayed. Yeah. The answer is yell really loud. For, I didn't do any of this. I didn't yell. Okay. I just waited and the, the skunks went away. But hypothetically what you would do. Uh, if, I, if they hadn't left, I might have been like, hey, guys, leave. Y'all got to go. Yeah. But luckily they probably just heard us yelling at each other. Yeah. And then that scared them off. Sure. So open the door. They're gone. I take the flashlight, check around the car. Okay. There's no skunks to be seen. Uh, emergency style, load up the car and uh, drive <laughs> drive back to cell reception. Okay. Oh, uh, you don't have to. Re- okay. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. And this is, uh, no, we're like 100 yards from the beach south of Fort Bragg. Okay. Like, uh, so drive back to Fort Bragg see that there's a vacancy sign on like the super eight and like i'm parking here and i'm gonna get on priceline and see if i can find a hotel room well it's 11 p.m at this point on the friday of easter in a tourist weekend in a tourist town so i ended up booking a a medium nice hotel in mendocino that costs how far 15 minutes or less south of fort bragg um yeah, it cost way too much. You got to uh, tell me. Uh, it was two something a night. Yeah. Yeah, it felt yeah. good. Felt real good. You know, bed- but at that point, you're like, you're so pissed off. You're like, I don't care. I'm going to a place that doesn't have skunks. Yeah. But that, then the next morning, you're like, that much. was the thought in the morning. Yep. Yep. So that was the whole thing. And then the real kicker was we wake up in Mendocino. I have ramen and a fucking martini for breakfast because goddamn savage no i get it it yeah. was amazing it was um it was vodka muddled basil and key lime juice okay that's almost like it, not a martini it was a cocktail it like, was like served a, in a martini almost a morning cocktail yeah it was it was on the bloody mary menu okay yeah. it was delicious yeah. but anyways overlooking the ocean tried to salvage the day but then we have to go back to figure out like can we get our money back like hey i paid for three nights and the cabin wasn't cheap so right, like right. what are we gonna do about this and at that point i'm actually ready to do physical violence so i was like you're actually you're mad you're not oh, like, I'm, laughing about this like it's not no okay because i put a lot of time and effort into planning this it's like our fifth wedding anniversary sure. that campground was actually where we went on our first road trip oh, ever that's sweet so there's sentimental value there that is officially fucked off you didn't meet the skunks the first time no they weren't there no we tent camped because the problem with immigration in this country i'm telling you the skunks they're taking our <laughs> jobs people uh, so we go back to this place after breakfast. I've had ramen. I've had a cocktail. You're ready to go. I'm like, I want to have a day. Let's yeah. get this out of the way. And Shalina goes back in and they've agreed to pay. Sure. But while she was talking to the the lady at the register, the maintenance guy kind of over in the corner that oversees the place is, uh, ah, C5, huh? And was like, what do you mean? He's smoking a cigarette in a trench coat. Like, No, but he had coveralls on, I imagine. I didn't go in. Because, okay. again, ready to do physical violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in the in the Honda Fit, just furiously just tremoring, furiously vaping. Yeah. Just like, can we get out of here? I don't want to ever go here again. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's like, ah, C5, huh? Yeah, we've had a few people leave because of the skunks. You guys, do something. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, so you keep renting it to fuck up my weekend? That's super considerate mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. Uh, so at this point, I think we're done. And then sure. they need my card to credit it. So I give them my credit card. 
Well, they didn't credit it. They charged me again. No way. Yeah, I'm having to dispute the charges this is great. right now. I love this Yeah, story. I still, yeah, they racked up like $600 <laughs> on my credit card, this fucking place. They closed it out because of fraud. They're like, who's spending this money? Yeah, and, like, yeah. why do you, are you living at this, this cabin great. now? Keep going. Yeah, so I, I think I have the money back. It's fine. It posted to my account this morning. Today? Today? At, as a charge, Me and not you a today? credit. Yeah, today. Oh, that's awesome. Within the last eight hours. Wow. As a charge, not a credit. So they charged me for the full three days, and instead of refunding me for two nights because mm. I'm not a dick, I paid. I stayed one night. I'll pay for that night. Sure. Instead of refunding me for the next two nights, they charged me for two more nights. Are we talking like five nights total? Yeah. This point? That's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. You've been skunked. Yeah. So by the time we finished with them that day, I thought I was getting money back. Things were okay. We had like a nice six hours in Mendocino. Mm-hmm. And then went to sleep sure. and then drove back. It was a nightmare. Well, what happened today? Did you call him today? I haven't had time. I was working. I wow. was slammed. And I'll I, call him for you. I texted Shalina and I was like, hey, so that refund actually turned into a charge. And now like my credit card's pretty much maxed out. So that's dope. That's great. Uh, yeah. And she's like, well, I guess I'll call him. Yeah. Like, well, uh, and the best part is I handled it horribly the whole weekend. That, I mean, I, I would go 50-50 for that. What do you mean? Oh, I was just so consumed by anger and like just self-loathing and pity. I should have been there. I would have snapped you out of it so quick. I think you could have. Yeah. We but, no, but I get it. Like it happens sometimes. Like yeah. I, Maybe on my 10th wedding anniversary, I'll bring you just in case. That but the fifth, great. I was like, I don't think <laughs> we'll need Max. Me and her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, dude. It was an absolute fiasco. I mean, there were high points. We had a great breakfast on oh, in Mendocino overlooking yeah. the water. So that was amazing. And then... There's a really cool old sports bar there called Dick's Place. Sure. Fantastic. Like you look out the front door and it's cliffs and mm-hmm. ocean. It's it's rad. Uh, met a bunch of cool dogs. But yeah, overall, it was an absolute shit show and I handled it completely terribly. Well, just do it better next time. Yeah. You know, like there's shit situations in life. You just got to do it, I guess. Yeah. I think I could have done it a lot better. Sure. But I'm, I'm usually good about being like the positive one. But mm-hmm. I almost had like a borderline manic episode on Sunday where I was just like so yeah. depressed oh, man. and over it. And she wanted to go back into Mendocino and go to the beach. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I just want it to go away. Oh, like man, I just want it to be over. Can we yeah. just go home? Because like I've been hemorrhaging money for three days. And then like, I don't want to go to the beach and delay the four hour drive home because I've been so stressed out and it's my only weekend off for the whole month. Like I already know I'm exhausted tomorrow going to work. Like, Mm -hmm. let me get. And that's when I saw you was for the movie was Monday. Yeah. So I struggled through work on Monday and then went to the movies with you. That's why I cracked a fucking 24 ounce white claw. Oh, that's right. I was like, Nope, daddy needs a drink and some popcorn. (laughs) This is the only time I've had to relax since like, you know, Thursday. So yeah, it could have could have been better. I learned this weekend one how not to handle situations like this, and two, I think I'm a hotel guy. I learned this. I think you're a hotel guy too. I think I'm way. a hotel guy. Here's the thing, man. Um, camping's fun. The idea of camping, sorry, is what I meant, is fun. The idea of nature, great campfire, yeah. love it. Ocean, awesome. Here's what's not great: electricity not being awesome. Cell phone service, running bugs, water, skunks apparently. Running water is a big one. Um, places that don't have an up to date credit card system. Yep. Places that you can't rely on hotwire.com to give you accurate reviews. Mm-hmm. Or like Expedia, like, no. I don't mean to sound like a city bougie boy, but like 
I will just go to, a, I'll pay extra a little bit just to know that my experience is relatively safe. I think I've camped enough in my life. You're done. Uh, I, you ever have one of those moments when you look back and you realize how poor you actually grew up? Well, no. Okay. Well, I have. Sure. Uh, every week off, like my dad had, we spent a week camping. Yeah. My dad had two weeks off that year. We spent two weeks camping. Yeah. That's all we did. It's very So cheap. like that was embedded in mm-hmm. my brain is what you did for leisure. Camping can be fun. It can be. I done right. Tent camping is not where it's at. No. You ever get that feeling where you're just like, you know what I would like instead of a mattress is the dirt with like a stick under my back that Mm -hmm. I can't seem to move. Or an air mattress that if another person's on, you just you launch into the air. (laughs) It's terrible. It's the worst. It's 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 a lie. It's the great American lie. It really is. It's uh yeah. I think I've camped enough. I think I'm not I love fishing, I love the outdoors, I will visit it. And then I will retreat. Yes. There's plenty um, of good cabins. Oh, yeah. Just that and that camp. That and that, counts. I've cabins had, are fine. And I've had some great cabins. For sure. There's great cabins out there. These ones, not great cabins. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I had a total mental lapse and I played a part in ruining the weekend. Sure. I mean, I think it was my reactions mainly, but yeah, it really sucked and I'm not proud of my performance. So, All right. uh, you know, practice what you preach. I always say if, uh, if something bad happens and you learn something from it, it wasn't that bad. So... Mm. I have to do that, and it fucking sucks. Sure. Listening to my own stupid advice. I wish I'd shut the fuck up more often. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my weekend. Uh, what a time, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back safe. Thanks. Um, I'm glad you guys got through it. I'm hoping you get your refund from your your both two nights that you didn't stay and the two nights that you definitely didn't stay. To be determined. We'll never know. I'll call him for you. Uh, at this point, I want my money back for all three nights. I think that's only fair. And, well, like, all five nights, isn't it? Five nights total. Because you agreed like, to pay for the first night originally. Yeah. Then you wanted the money back for the two remaining nights. Yeah. But they charged you for two more nights. So yeah. it's five nights. Yes. And now you're like, just give me all of it back. Yeah. It's a uh, hassle. Yeah. It's that's probably fair. At this point, you ruined my weekend and I had to leave a cabin you knew was fucked. You knew had a family of skunks. <laughs> I love that there was just like a maintenance guy. Like, yeah. Because yes. I feel like this guy's been like, I've been telling management for weeks and like they just won't do anything. Yeah. And now he's just openly talking shit to for customers sure. that are leaving and like good on him. Yeah. Like that's your guy. Yeah. That's the guy that you should have been talking. He should be managing. He should. He gets it. I should have checked in and he should have been like, you don't want that cabin. Right. For sure. So, yeah. And I like skunks. They're cute. Do you know skunks make really good pets? Um, I'm having a hard time believing that's true. No, it's a thing. Look it up. You can find videos online. You can get their scent glands removed and they're actually quite cuddly. Do they spray when they're not upset? Like, do they like leak? No, but they have like, yeah, they leak. They have like yeah. an odor. They have a funk. Yeah, that's not good. No, but you can get that gland removed and then they're like cats. I feel like you shouldn't have to do that to an animal. Like it's it's clearly not supposed to be a pet. So don't fuck with it. I just, don't know. I think it just doesn't know it wants to be a pet yet. You mean all I have to do is take this little nap and wake up in a in a vet's office and I can have the cushiest existence ever? That's true. You know, my friend Sean had a hedgehog. What? Yeah, like a baby hedgehog for a minute. That's rad. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, which are still like, I don't know if those should be pets either, but right. people, or raccoons, people foxes. have those. Foxes? Foxes, fox eye, probably. Foxay. Foxay. Um, yeah. Huh. Here's my question to you, dude. Yeah. Um, this story has been about 15 minutes. Yeah. Which I love. We also haven't put out bonus content to our friends on Patreon. Yeah. Would you, if I had to pin you in a corner, and I don't, but if let's pretend I had to, we either have to record your thoughts on pig today yeah. or use this as bonus content for the week. What would you No, this for? The world needs this. 
I'm not taking this away from okay. anyone. All right. Would you, do you have time today to talk about pig? I can do whatever I want. Do you want to talk about pig? Sure. Okay. Then do you have anything else for our uh, regular podcast listeners? Oh, so much more. But I, I, they can. I have to throttle. Keep it behind the paywall. <laughs> they can only handle so much. No, I, I could go on and on about my failings this weekend. But sure. I think you guys get the idea. Be better than me in bad situations. Nicely, nicely said, sir. Um, all right. Well, the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi, all of our friends and family on Patreon. We really appreciate the constant support from the handlebar again. Shout out, Brian. Happy birthday, my friend. Hope you enjoy whatever luxurious um, activities you have. Hopefully they are without skunkery. Drink a vodka soda for me. Also, happy birthday, Brandon. Can't forget him. Fair enough. Another Patreon shout out. Love it. Um, that's Johnny Summers. That's Max Minardi. Remember. Wait, my turn. Remember. Fuck skunks. Don't listen. Listen. Go camping and be the best version of yourselves, even in the face of skunkery and absurdity. And and listen to this show and rate us and stuff. And we'd really appreciate it. And that's all I got. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.